Hello and welcome to Life as a Seer, the podcast. Um, it was previously a radio show a couple of years ago and it feels like it's taken forever and ever to get here, um, to get it as a podcast. I had the idea, but the content and exactly fo- what I should be focusing on has taken a longer time. And any of you that work with spirit or just or work any creative field, you understand that sometimes you it's not the right time and you have to wait for when it feels right so it feels right now so this is the 22nd of April Sunday um I really want to the the subject of the first podcast is going to be spirit guides I'm it's really going to be a kind of one-on-one 101 on spirit guides I'll put my teeth back in and I'm aiming to record it straight away. I will try and edit it a little, little bit, but I am fairly new to it. And also, I kind of like the slight rawness in it. Um, hopefully, I'll become way more professional in future episodes. But, you know, technology, I'm, I'm working with it. So uh, I want to just before I start into the main topic of Spirit Guides, I wanted to tell you a little bit more about what the podcast is about, um, a little bit about me, and whilst I would have, I don't know how long this is going to be, because anytime you've worked with spirit, you probably know that they're not the best at keeping to time, and I've got a list of things that I want to talk about, but I'm sure I'll end up having some curveball, I'll end up kind of on the start of something, and then end up somewhere completely different, but it will be um, kept to the topic. This will be monthly. There will be some ones in between, which I'm looking at doing forecasting and maybe having some collabor- collaborators on that. But the main um, point of having this podcast, it's very much a passion project, is to focus on, as it says, life as a seer. So it's a magazine lifestyle show, a podcast, not show. And I will also be aiming to do that on video too but my first time I thought I would actually start and be a little bit more gentle in it so when I talk about seer and seership I'm really talking about um, not just I'm talking about people who heal work with energy and in some form of healing capacity because we can do you know there's lots of people there's witches tarot readers psychics mediums um, shamans there's lots of people that work with energy and most of those people are working to heal in some capacity, in some way, and there's different forms of that. And I think that's what brings us together. The, the difference between, say, a psychic and a seer, for instance, using an example, is that often what you have is that people are just taking that information and they're parenting it on, they're interpreting it and they're sharing it. But what I see a seer is a little bit more... Um, active in that connection that partnership with spirit is more partnership so you're not just taking that information and um, giving it to a client or an audience you're you know you're working with that information you're turning that information into wisdom you're learning you're expanding you're growing not just sharing that information with others and not taking any notice itself it's also a lifestyle choice you integrate it into your life and you become not just the messenger but part of the message because we have the ability to touch so many people whether you're giving readings or demonstrations but for me 
that is only just part of it. I want to touch lots of people in everyday life, not just the people that I'm giving readings to on a on a professional level, but the people that I meet, you know, whether it's um, in coffee shops or the people that I meet through other work or people that I meet in the pub I want to be able to um, be that kind of be the change for them to inspire people Um, not just by telling them um, what's going to happen or sharing some you know psychic insights or giving them messages from their loved ones but when people look at me I want them to see and feel what it's like Um, to live this life to integrate all of that healing work because healers really should be healing themselves first and when people meet me it's quite funny now they see them you know I'm quite calm Um, they often say I'm quite balanced and and kind of you know just kind of settled but it's quite interesting and relaxed But if they'd met me like 10, 20 plus years ago, they would have had a very different impression. And I think this is what partly the the podcast is going to be about. And one thing that I've learned is that sometimes you need to share where you came from for people to understand the work that it's taken to get you here and how that work helps heal others. Because I do think that healers often can be the worst people at healing themselves. It might do at the beginning, but then it can drop off. Um, But to me, it's continuous. uh, It's continuous work. You have to continue to heal yourself and integrating it with your life as well. Because it's when you do that, you are becoming more the hierophant. You are becoming that conduit between, you know, between what you believe in, whether that's God, Buddha, any other deities, the universe, spirit, you are connecting um, to that, but you're also, and you're being part of that that energy, and you're also being physical as well, and you're helping people. They can see it in you, and it only takes a short conversation. I've had conversations on a bus, or I've had conversations just, you know, out and about that have been, that you can see that someone has, has taking that on board and it's changing them but at the same time we also need to take that on board because messages are always two ways there's you know as a there's always a multi um I was going to say multifaceted but multi-dimensional um kind of quality to the messages that we are given but also seership is really about how we take that information it's very gemini how we share take that information and we share it but we also take it on board and become very sagittarian in the fact that it educates us as well so we we become more about that truth and wisdom and we're able to share it with people in an authentic and honest way so sorry I went off bit off tangent so I have a script but I can never stick to scripts so that is really what the show is about and it will be about people who are either wanting to um seekers that are wanting to be professional people who are professional people who are just doing it because you know that's part of their journey but it has to be something that you're passionate about and that is um a lifestyle choice not something that you do 
on a Tuesday between um, six and nine o'clock. It is very much something that you are passionate about and why would you want to only you know only do that at certain points and not integrate that to your life and it's quite difficult when you've got you know family and a day job or you know other things going on but this is what this show is about uh and I will be touching on the business side with some other colleagues as well and I will be when I'm sharing things I'm sharing things that I know personally um parts of my own journey which I I'd never really liked doing before but and I'm not always comfortable doing it now, but since I've had to learn to um, do that, because I'm, I'm writing a book, and, and, and as I said, understanding how, where someone has come from is is very important to understanding um, and connecting to them. And I just re- I just realised I forgot what I was actually just saying there. I went off on some random tangent. Um, oh, I was saying that I will be sharing with people. Uh, people that I know, um, clients and friends, with their permission, of course, because I think it's very much, we can look at celebrities and we can look at, but we don't know the rest of their lives. We're only on the outside. So it's really important that we look at people we know and use examples that we know on a more intimate level. So my name's Nikki. I'm not sure if I said that at the beginning, Nikki Daw. Um, And as your host, I thought, I would tell you a little bit about why, what got me here. Um, <laughs> don't worry, it's not going to be too long. So when I, I, I do many things, I've got many hats, um, mainly because I'm nosy and always wanting to learn. Um, so I'm a, I'm a psychic, I'm a medium, um, I read tarot cards, I do astrology, um, I do energy healing, I'm a physical medium, so I work with energy in various ways um, and I always like to integrate them together so um, when I when I was born I felt always felt like I was born into a world which I didn't really understand and the only way I can really describe it is the way I would assume that somebody is born who's autistic because you see the world differently and I'm not comparing um myself as a as an empath as well to someone who's uh, who's autistic but I'm just saying that they experience the world in a different way and I think that's something that we have in common um, because other people's idea of normal and my idea of normal was was very different you quickly learn that you know as you grow up that people don't (laughs) that's not what people do and that's not what people see but I've always had a very odd way of looking at the world and (laughs) that is kind of something that um, has kind of brought me brought me here in some ways because when you have that you spend a lot of time trying to be normal um, trying to pretend that you're okay and you don't hear things and you don't see things and you don't know things and then at some point there is a turning point where you either have to work with it or work against it. And I had that in my kind of late twenties. So I ended up just realizing that I, I have to, I have to control it. And so my search for control in the end turned into the search for self mastery rather than self control. But it, what I didn't know was that I was finding a vocation whilst I was just trying to keep it under control. So it's brought me here 
and now it's you know I've got enough knowledge to to be able to share it with people and understanding the mechanics is very important to me I have a very strong Virgo and if you're in astrology you'd understand Virgo is about the details um, and one of the things that I find very misleading in the spiritual world and the mystical world the esoteric world is how everything is kind of seen as oh kind of airy fairy and woolly but actually if you get to know the why you understand a lot more about um, all the how and what it actually means and the reason for that happening because it's the mechanics and there is a lot of um, logic. I'm, I'm not sure it would be logic to people. Um, I don't know. Log sometimes logic is, is subjective. One thing you learn that logic is not... Um, when you apply it in a spiritual energetic term, might not be seen as logic to a lot of people. But I'm very interested in the, you know, why and how and what. So every episode I'm aiming to answer those questions and drawing on my experience and the experience from um, working with others, because I think that's really important, as I said before. So Let's jump into the subject. I'm just going to get a drink of water. Okay, so spirit guides. There, this subject is so, I've kind of been rehearsing it. This, this subject is such a big subject because once you get into the realm of discussing guides, you go into the realm of ascended masters and angels and um you you just can go off on so many different routes so I'm aiming just to give a, a kind of basic 101 on guides and, and tell you about the distinction between the different type of guides and the different roles that they play um, and and try and um, bust some of the myths as well but I might later on go in a bit in depth bit more in depth in a different episode if there's call for it if people are more interested in it so first thing is when I was talking about how, what, when and why is what are spirit guides? Now, as a medium, we say we talk about spirit quite a lot. Um, and I always like to define spirit as an energy with a consciousness, because I know when people, a lot of people talk about loved ones or spirit, they tend to talk, they tend to be quite rigid in what they see. And for me, I've always seen, I've worked with energies who are not physical, have never been physical, and energies that have been. And even though there's a difference, I work with lots of different type and even collective consciousness. So I would just say energy with a consciousness, because the consciousness is what you can interact with. And the definition I think I was given by one teacher um, was the, the difference between psychic work and medium in mediumistic work is the um, the consciousness so you know you can feel a table and go oh okay I know um, I can read about that tree that was cut down for this table I can read the people that um, uh, help make this table and I can probably read the residual energy from people who've been around and touched this table but you can't interact with that. You can't have a conversation with it. You can't ask it questions because it's no longer, it's no longer got a consciousness. So I'm really just going to say spirit is energy with a consciousness. 
Now, when we talk about guides, these energies are here to support current incarnation. And when I talk about incarnation, I'm talking about the physical incarnation in this world. Now, one thing I will make, there, there are a few prerequisites really when you're working, when you're looking at the idea of spirit guides. One of them is the idea of incarnation. Now, I, and I've said this before, incarnation is, um, we, we don't reincarnate. And what I mean is our personas, our personality, so me as Nikki is never going to reincarnate again but my soul will reincarnate. So we need to make sure that we separate our soul from our personality. And that's going to be quite important coming up. So when we're talking about guides, we're talking about energies that are not in the physical body. So they could have been incarnated or they could have not been incarnated. And I'm going to go through the different types of guides. The first ones I'm going to be talking about are our personal guides. And the reason why I've broken them down is because I think that most people think of lots of people as being our guides but there's reasons why we have different guides doing different roles um, but let before I digress so the why why should we contact why should we connect with them um, and people wonder why we bother but even you know to me connecting to your guides isn't just if you want to work in a professional manner or you want to develop spiritually or energetically or you know in any way that you want to as healers it can simply just be because they make your life easier now if you told me that I would have gone no how can they help me with my mundane life the bills um the annoying people at work but your guides are there to help you for, with all parts of your lives and especially at personal guides, they're there to help you with those mundane issues because they're here to guide us. And the clue is in the title, guide, to give guidance. They're not here to tell us what to do. They will watch us make the same mistake over and over again with no judgment. But they can't tell us what to do and they can't really intervene. We still have free will. And I think it's really important that we keep that free will. So... Why should we connect with them? Um, apart from, I just made a generic statement of they make your life better. But they are there to help you navigate through this life. They are there to support you and your soul to achieve what you need to in this lifetime. So you might not know which guy to call on because I'm going to go through quite a few, but you don't actually need to know. If you don't know who you want to speak to or who's going to be the best to help you, ask for the best guide at this time and this phase in your life to assist you. Um, and the, uh, one of the myths is that we have one or two guides. We have a team. You know, there's a team of them out there waiting to help us. And I remember hearing this and thinking, what? And was told I had 49. And I was like, 49? For one, that's a weird number. I would have preferred an even number, not an odd number. But then I was like, am I that dumb that I need 49 guides? But it was just done as an illustration to me to show that actually we are, you know, they say about a village raising a child, I think it's the same in um, energetic spiritual circles. I think it's the number of guides 
doesn't show that you're good or bad. You know, I'm sure lots of they fluctuate around in numbers. And these are my just my my main personal guides. They're not even the teachers coming in um, and the ones that come in and out. But I was like, really, do I need that much help? But everyone has a team. We might only communicate with or connect to like a few of them. But sometimes just knowing that we have a team out there is very reassuring. Um, and I'm sure as I go along, I'll get to know more and more. But it's quite reassuring that you have different teams for different functions. And as I said before, we it's a two-way learning. Our guides are learning um, not only how to communicate it, but how to guide. Just as we're learning how to communicate with them and we're learning um, how to be more of more of ourselves how to connect to our soul and all these things so it's a two-way two-way relationship so if i start talking about personal guides now I've, I've broken it down really into personal guides and then additional members of our teams and the reason why i've done that is because there's a really um big distinction between the two and i'll, I'll in, endeavor to actually explain that properly um when we go through into the additional but let me just start with our personal guides um, and in the I do have a supporting pdf with this and the supporting pdf goes into a little bit more detail so I'm already hitting 20 minutes so I'm hoping just to be another 10-15 minutes more because I think I was a little bit too long on the intro um, you learn you learn as you go along so the reason why your personal guides are important for you to connect to, and I always think they're the most important guides to connect to, is that they are there for you. They are there for you only. Um, they will be there from birth to death. And that's how you start building that relationship up. Now, I have to step back a little bit because to understand why there's a difference between your personal guides and other guides, the additional parts of your team, is because your personal guides, and the reason why they'll feel so familiar to you, to you, is because they're actually part of your higher self. Now, when we talk about our higher self, um, for me, um, the best way I can explain it is that we have something that's more than us. So it's still part of us, and we're one element of it. So we're one soul of a higher self that has multiple souls. And they're all part of us, but they are um, they are there to support. They're just more of us than meets the eye and that fits into this body. And I found that quite reassuring. So there's only one soul that is actually on Earth um, in the physical realm at a time. And there is a there is the only one exception, and the one exception is the rare phenomena of twin souls. Some people call, call them twin flames, which I'm not going to go into, but I'll probably do another show on that another time if there if people are interested. Um, and there's there's reasons behind it, and I won't go into it here. But um, that's the rest of our higher self is there to support us, and also the other souls from our kind of a bit like a collective that aren't on earth but they are there's many different realms and they're off still working away um, until we finish our incarnation and somebody else comes in 
to, to physically earth. I think we need to take ourselves out and think that we aren't. I think there's an idea that as on earth, this is the, the only other realm, but there is lots of other realms. It's not like we are sitting down doing nothing. We are always learning whether we're incarnated or not. Now, the higher self is, you know, the rest of ourselves. So our personal guides are actually the because our higher self giving us a hand, giving us support. And the way it does that, um, and again, I have to digress a little bit to try and explain it, is that I explained earlier that when we die, we don't reincarnate as people, as personalities, as personas. Our soul does, but it will be in a different body. It will be in um, a, it'll have a different blueprint. It will have a different name. It'll have a different persona and personality that suits the challenges um, and the life that is for that incarnation. So when people say, you know, I think people have this vision that when they reincarnate, they'll be like themselves, but a little bit different. And that's rarely the case. You know, Nikki, as I know it, is not going to come back. But once I know um, my soul is no longer in this um, in this body, then it this personality and persona is still doesn't go away. It's still integrated with my high self. So my I can then my high self can then use that a bit like um, putting your clothes away for winter. You go okay, well I'll put that in the wardrobe, and so when you need it, you can pull out that persona, and that's what your high self does. It thinks who. Who do we need when we're compiling a team to support the soul in its next incarnation? Who does it actually need to support it? And the reason why it picks those personas is because we need that familiarity. Humans need to connect with personality. And you'll often find when you start working with your personal guides, they'll you'll connect because they'll be very much like you or they'll feel very familiar. Um, and we need that personality to initially connect um, because we're human, that that's what we often like. And then later on, when we start working with our guides more in depth, you'll find that they're not as um, the, the personality kind of steps back a little bit because we've already connected. We already trust them. And, you know, working with your guide is very much like any relationship, be, be it a friend or a lover. You have to start by actually um learning to trust i don't know anyone that really even if they say it has fully trusted um as as soon as they've met them we might think we we do but actually trusting them with you know these big decisions and taking leaps of faith can often take a lot more so this is the reason why they use a persona from a previous life put it on like a jacket and we will feel um, familiar with them um, we will also feel it energetically as well so not only as a personality we'll feel familiar because our soul recognizes it so we do recognize it it also means that that's the reason why um, you'll know this if you say do um, mediumship or energy work already you tend to be off and on you're working or you're off some people um, stay on all the time but in general you know when you, you you're way too open when you're working so when you're open and working then 
you will connect to lots of different energies. But when you are um, closed and not working, you still have the ability to work with energies. But in general, be your main guides who will be because they don't need you to be open because they can connect to you. They don't need your um, chakras to be open. They don't need you to be in work mode. And I'll probably go into that more in detail maybe in another show but they don't need that they can literally just connect to you because there's no real barrier because you are that is another part of you um so that is why it is very easy to connect um with your with your guides your your personal guides so your main guide as i said that i introduced it kind of a little bit earlier your main guide is for me, out of my 49, tends to be one or two, and, and Robert's my main guide, and he's, um, I connected to him very easily, and you'll often find your higher self might try two or three type of personas, and you can decide which one you connect to, you resonate more with, and, and Robert was for me, but actually if I go back and I look as a child, I connected to two different ones, um, Horatio and Daphne, who I thought at the time were invisible friends, well, I thought they were friends. Everyone else thought they were invisible friends. And then later on, I realized they actually were guides and I'd connected to other energies too. So as we go along, they can change, but they are still just different people from our teams um, to support us. So it's easier for us to connect to one or two um, because you build up a partnership and often you don't want to kind of you want to know that that person is there all the time for you and they are they're there for your lifetime so there's another role as well which is gatekeeper some people call them doorkeepers yeah. these are a more protective energy and their job is just to make sure that um like I, i've put in the notes that it's a bit like a nightclub bouncer it's just to um, make sure that you don't have energies you don't um, attract energies that aren't for your highest and best and when I say that I'm not really talking about people here I'm talking about energies so they're a bit like as I said nightclub bouncer if your name's not on the list you can't come in so um that you will work with your gatekeeper more if you're doing any energy work as well because that can open you up and as soon as you're open energy other energies kind of go oh yeah great and they don't need to be um energies that are trying to harm you they can just be energies that are earthbound and they see you and they want to connect to you and they can be very draining um and then so they're not helpful to work with and your gatekeeper is there to protect you and it will come in different guises because what we see as protective is very different so for me i have um very much a kind of Sholin monk energy because I obviously watched way too many um, martial arts movies when I was younger so I kind of see that as a very um, I don't know why he's a monk either but maybe I watched a movie when I was younger that stuck in my head but that's how he shows himself to me that's the jacket he wears and obviously as I say it's got to be a um, persona from my past life that he inhabits and with this they can change a little bit so you know you find that people will go for people who look like giants or anything else anything that looks protective that feels safe to us is what we 
and and a lot of that will come from our past incarnations as well what we say is safe and what we don't um sorry i'm kind of spilling everything all over my my desk at the moment um so another one will be your daemon or your muse so um you probably know what muse is about it's it's they they inspire us which is what most people think but also your daemon and your muse are the masculine and feminine side of yourself daemon masculine muse feminine um and we are but all made up of masculine and feminine that's outside of gender so if you um because really a lot of our journey is the path of wholeness and these are very much about helping us expand our awareness and also become more balanced balance those masculine and feminine energies and usually when we're born we we have an imbalance one or the other but also there's times in our lives where we need more ratchet more masculine we need more um feminine so they will show up um and they will also change in how we grow they will also change in the way they show themselves depending what we actually need because we have to understand that um for creativity and i'm not just talking you know painting any creative task you need that balance between masculine and feminine because it's that's where the creative energy um sits um and they need to be connected together they need to be integrated so you'll often see that they'll come up when you need balance at a particular time so you need probably you're overemphasizing your feminine you need more masculine but also they will turn up when it turns up um when you need help with your sexuality because your sexuality links to creativity and i'm not talking i'm separating that from sex as well um and and i'll sure i'll do another show about sexuality and sex but i'm not talking about the physical act um here i'm talking about the internal the not that um sex is bad at all because actually but i'm talking about more the energetic the connection with the energetic and the physical masculine and feminine i don't want to get into i could go off on a tangent i'm aiming not to um and another one is your primal animal and i've named it primal animal because there is often other guides that will come to us in an animal form but this is more our animalistic side our primal side now as i said like the daemon or the muse it's just another aspect of ourselves um and some weirdly enough you'll find that some people um will find that their gatekeeper is an animal as well if they connect to it i mean can you imagine having a lion as gatekeeper it would be pretty awesome um <laughs> i think that would actually be very good um so these this is another part of our nature and this is this helps us when we need to express that that energy um now a lot of people don't really connect to their own primal animal that much because i think people like to connect to other people or angels or ascended masters but they don't seem to want to um connect as well to um their own their own primal energy and i think the most people that do that are um and tend to be people who work with their energies so shamanistic practices or people that are 
much more connected perhaps the pagans as well so anyone who's connecting more to the earth energies and more probably more going to connect to um, an animal guide a primal animal guide for me as a shapeshifter i tend to work with animal of anim uh, birds or foxes I'm, I'm, uh, it's been a long day um however when i'm doing physical mediumship i will either if I'm especially if I'm doing protective work or I'm changing the energy, which is kind of a specialism that I do, it tends to be a bear or a snake. Um, so that is my primal energy, which is slightly different to um, a to another kind of animal totem is probably the best way to explain that.